Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. That's right, the people's host is here with you tonight to talk about some wrestling. Uh, uh, talking about some wrestling with the guy. Yeah, so. I, I, I was trying to think of what character you were just pulling out of the hat here. You were like, the people's host coming at you real quick. Like, now everybody put your ears on the listen volume. I wasn't sure what that was. That's right. It was a whole lot of nothing. It was just whatever's in my head. It was I was feeling it. I was living the jam. And, uh, you know, I convinced my kids last night that... Uh, actually, I didn't convince them at all. Maybe for like three seconds, maybe. That I was a voiceover singing in the um, in the uh, original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. And it was the Candyman song. <laughs> the candy so I started... I, like, they, they were listening to the song. And the, 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 the... You can make a sunrise... And sprinkle it with dew. I hit him with that, and Jesse looks at me. He's like, "Whoa, Dad! Wow, so, yeah, yeah." Dang, right. Dad, you're pretty fucking talented, man. Yeah, I told him. I said, well, I was, I, that was actually me. I, I was the original voiceover in that. And then my daughter, of all people, she's like, "No, that was like way before you were born." I'm like, "Damn it!" Ah, it didn't work. It didn't work. My 12 year old didn't get it, but my seven year old did. So that happened. That happens all the time with me. I, I feel should've. like my son just everything goes over his head. But my young daughter, she yeah. instantly picks it up. She knows what the hell's going on. Yeah, well, I should, you know, I should have been a, uh, a voiceover singer. You know, Josh is good at the scrambling up a song to make it say whatever he wants it to say. Uh, I've always been pretty good with voices and impressions. I should have done that. Should have been a career for me. I should have been somebody. That's for sure. I should have joined the WWE. And been a voiceover, and then hit it really big, and won a title or two, and then got fired for no reason at all. Could you do that's like what a I Roman Reigns type? Like, like how would you do a Roman Reigns? Would you just be like, "I'm head of the table"? I don't even know how to do it. Listen Honestly, I couldn't even here, think. Here, bitch. <laughs> every, every every week, every week, I'm expecting him to say that. Are you t- are you serious right now? You Bitch, I'm waiting for him to hit it with it. You know what? If he was on AEW, the word "bitch" would be in his in his all the time uh, repertoire. All the time. So, do you think when they hand him a, a, like some lines, not, he may free flow. He may be out there just impromptu. But do you think every line Maybe. has got a period next to it? You need to recognize, period, <laughs> that I am, period, the head of, period, the table. Like, I feel like Roman always puts a period in a sentence where there shouldn't be 15 periods. It should be just one long sentence. Get it out. Period. Done. This guy's like, in fairness, reason. In fairness, Roman Reigns is, uh, I don't think he's ever cut an original promo. 
He's he's read everything off of a script, so he's just he's just he's a really good reader, and he wants to make sure people understand he knows. He's just like Sarah Palin back in the 2008 election, man. That's all she did. They, yes. she just read lines. She was not really out there speaking for herself. Sarah Palin is like the the a pol- <laughs> like the WWE of politicians. Mm-hmm. I want to hear this. I'm waiting for the punchline. I was watching her documentary back during the 2008 uh, on on HBO Max during when she was in the elections, and uh, um, Julianne Moore oh, the, played. They got her. a new one. They got a new one. Yeah, like game game changer or something. Uh, that's that's the Mighty Ducks. But anyways, um, <laughs> Sarah Palin was the whole focus of this, and Julianne Moore played her, and Julianne Moore knocked that shit out of the park. I could not tell where. Sarah Palin started and Julianne Moore ended like they were the same person. And literally, that's all she was. She was a character to play as a vice president for McCain in 2008. Yeah. And that's how I see Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the Sarah Palin of WWE. Yeah, but he actually got over. (laughs) Sarah got over, too. (laughs) She just didn't get voted in. You know what I'm saying? He actually got over. Here's the difference between your whole cockamamie story you just threw out there. Yeah, Sarah Palin, she's following around the old dude, you know, picking out the clothes for him and shit. And uh, Roman Reigns, uh, you got over. No big deal. Forget about it. Say hello to your mother. Could you imagine her, like, during the election? I am head of the table. Don't you know? <laughs> hey, Wasn't hey, don't you know? I'm the head of the tables. Now, could you give me a Diet got- Dr. Pepper and just know that I'm head of the table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what the show's turned into, folks. Uh, Roman Reigns, Sarah Palin were everywhere that uh, Braun Strowman's not. Tonight, we are going to focus in. We're going to drill down here and get to some fucking answers. I like that. Thank you. That was good. You're welcome. You should own a podcast. You're welcome. I should uh, do something like that with my life, as we discussed. It is about time we get some motherfucking answers. Oh. And they're, we're, we're, I mean, we're going to come close to answers. We're going to have our own answers. Uh, but uh, I don't know how credible they're going to be. But they're going to be our answers of why the WWEs. The WB. Would dis- the WB. Why? See, I did that voiceover too. I used to be the frog back in the day. Forget about it. Say hello to your mother. Why in the hell would Vince McMahon release Braun motherfucking Strowman? That one is. You got the scratcher. list in front of you. I do. You got the list All of 2021, 20, go through though, the list. not the recent, but yeah, everybody. Everybody. Everybody 2021. We're, we'll, we'll point out those in the recent, uh, was it a week, seven days? It's still fresh. The ink hasn't even dried yet. Yeah, we can get uh, through Go through the list, and we're going to talk about it. Go through the list. There, there's a couple of these that just blow my mind, but let's just go through the 2021 list of wrestlers that are no longer with us in the WWE. Number one, Mojo Raleigh. Gonzo. He gone. Mm-hmm. Big gone. Number two, Ruby Riot. She gone. Bag on. Number three, Tucker. He gone. Mm. He be gone. He should have took uh, Otis with him because the career's oh not there. Oh, my God. Anymore. They're burying Otis. Number four, Samoa Joe. He gone. Ugh. Number five, Bye. The Dream. And not Dusty Rhodes. The Velveteen. He gone. That, that one doesn't surprise me. We'll get into why. That one doesn't surprise me. Here's one that surprised me. Number six, Alistair Black. He gone. Gone. Uh-huh. Hit the bricks. 
no longer there. Not he. I don't even think he goes by Alistair Black anymore. I don't think he can anymore. I don't know what he's going by now, but he's definitely not Alistair Black because that was WWE owned. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his uh, what his indie name is. I you know that would take research and don't have time for that. Nobody has time for that shit. Number seven, Buddy fucking Murphy, who was going by Murphy for a long time. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He gone. He gone, baby. Number eight, last but not least, the monster among men, the top man himself on Monday nights, moved to SmackDown, didn't have much of a time on SmackDown, baby, Braun motherfucking Strowman, he gone, and that's your list, my friend, your universal champion, he just, he just had that too, like, we were all so happy last year when they put the universal strap on him, yeah, I felt the like strap on, I love saying it like that. He's gone, man. What in the fuck is happening? It was just in a pay-per-view, I mean, what, too. He's at Backlash. He fought Shane McMahon and fucking gone. Yeah, he was He was just in WrestleMania, too. He had a major angle going on there. He did. Gone. Okay, so we know um, <clears throat> we know Andrade found a home. Didn't shock me at all. Eat a couple up. things shocked me about how he, how he came into AEW. Uh I thought it was a really, really, really cool way to bring him in with uh, Vicky Guerrero. I thought that was awesome. Um, no music? Interesting. Everybody, it, it, did that stand out to you? Like every wrestler that debuts anywhere always has music now. He didn't have any music. Neither did Mark he Henry. He had Vicky Guerrero's. Well, no, Mark Henry had some music behind him, didn't he? No, Mark Henry no. came out, no music. Shortly after, Vicky Guerrero cuts him off, no music. And then Andrade comes out, no music. They had no music, like, back yeah. to back to back. That, yeah, and that, and, and, that kind of stood out. And the me. reason I'm saying this is because I noticed that right away. I was like, I was confused because it's like when Big Show came yeah, out. Yeah, where's his music? Or, you know, no longer Big Show. It's um, no yeah. more BS. Uh, Paul White. Paul White. And yeah. I noticed when he came out, he had a theme song, a countdown on the, uh, on the Jumbotron. We didn't get that with yeah. Mark Henry. There was no countdown. There was no music. And I just noticed that. And then Vicky Rero comes out to no music. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? There's just a, a, a no music night for AEW. And then Andrade soon followed. Now, if the big dog were on the show right now, you know he would hate that. You know, he he's not a fan of Andrade at all. And I'll be honest with no. you, I'm not either. I think he was being a bitch in WWE. And the fact that he's now on AEW made me want to turn the shit off, to be honest. But I'm a huge AEW mark, so that's not going to happen. But I'm going to hate it. If they give him a huge push, not going to like it. You're such a fucking mock, you are. This guy over here mocking out. A lot of people are happy about um, it. A lot of people were really happy I, to see Andrade in AEW, but I was not one. I know. I know. I know there's people that are really happy about this. and <clears throat> I, You know what? If he, if he can come over and pull off the level of talent that FTR has, then I'm all about it. But if he's going to come over and, quite frankly, do what Miro has, I could give two flying fucks. Right. Honestly. I, I don't think Miro has got over. I don't. I think that um, his last chance of getting over an AEW is them putting the TNT title on him. Um, and hopefully people are, are paying attention to that. Um, now, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't hear the pop. Now, we just got the crowd back, and nobody... Nobody got a pop like Adam Hangman Page. So, 
back in the day, they used to call that the ro- the Warrior Pop, the Road Warrior Pop. Uh, now we're going to call it the uh, Adam Hangman Page Pop. Nobody else is getting that, to include Miro. Um, I think people are still like waiting on him. Eh, what's going to happen here? What's he going to do? I think Andrade is going to be pigeonholed the same way. Um, I did like his look, though. He had a nice get-up going on. I was digging that chain in the um, little luchador diamond gold thing. I thought that was pretty cool. But, you know, he's got a good look. Um, he's coming out with the same swagger that he quite honestly did in WWE. Yep. So we're going to see a similar character there. What I wonder is if the guy really gets over, coupled with all of these releases we're seeing, is that enough to bring Charlotte? Might be. Mm. Might be. I wasn't thinking Might Charlotte. Be. I know that's his wife, but I was thinking of his old manager. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega. Because she's she's no longer part of WWE, and I thought maybe this would be an opportunity for them to pair them back together. She could manage him and wrestle. Not interested. But not interested. You know, well, hear me out. Hear me out. I have a okay. really I have something good. I have a whole list of things why I want Zelina Vega in AEW. She's hot. Before I crush your dreams, I will listen to you, my friend. Okay, she's really hot. And there's my list. So if you Sold. could just just get past the whole fact that she's annoying on the mic, she's really not any better than than Miro's wife uh, on on any level. Man, are we just yeah. being mean tonight? Is that just mean to say? Because she got released too, by no. the way. She wasn't on my list. But Miro's wife was released from WWE. So does that mean we're going to no, see her like, in AEW soon? Well, let me let me let me address your first comment there. It's just like you know we're we're two we're two guys you know prominent in our business here. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's like anybody that gets fired at their job, let go, released, whatever the case, whatever, however you want to call it, whatever you want to spin it, it's going to come off two different ways. You're either going to have, oh, the fucker had it coming, or they immortalize this person like the company is, is the dumbest fuckers in the world. And the truth of the matter is nobody really knows except for Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon, and the person, maybe the person getting released knows. It sounds like in this case, nobody had any clue they were getting released. Um, but the, really, the only three people that know is the, is Stephanie, Vince, and and uh, Triple H. They're the only ones that really know. So, who the fuck knows? Is it when you look at the creative that a Braun Strowman has had, and we've said it on this show, they make this big monster-looking motherfucker. They make him look look so fucking stupid that it's just. How do you have the biggest athlete in the world right now? Going around whining about getting picked on. The stupid fucking creative. So their creative has buried him. I don't believe that he's worthless to the point of getting cut. I think that if anybody should be getting fired right now, and if anybody should be under scrutiny, it should be the WWE creative team. You're telling me you got the biggest motherfucker in the world, Craig, and you can't get some kind of job for him? That makes sense. That gets him over. You're telling me you can't do that. You know, Braun Strowman's going to end up in New Japan because this is where New Japan they lick their chops. They're rubbing their hands together. That whatever whatever analogy we can come up with, they cannot wait to get this dude on a plane into New Japan because he fits their model. Big American giant against their heroes. He's going to go over to New Japan if he has any fucking wherewithal and make bank. He's going to pull a bruiser Brody and forget the fuck about America. That's what he's going to do if he's smart. So going back to Zelina Vega, 
I have another one for you. She's married to a gentleman named uh, Tom Budgen, a.k.a. Alistair Black, a.k.a. Gotcha. That's right. That's right. A.k.a. Tommy End, which is his indie name. And that's what he'll go by now going forward under any other promotion. Now, if I were AEW, and this doesn't mean that Zelina Vega is coming to AEW, but if I were AEW, there's two wrestlers that's been released that I know that I need to jump on. That's Braun Strowman and Aleister Black, Uh a.k.a. Tommy End. Those are the guys I'm bringing in. So there's a good possibility of the fact that you now have Andrade, the possibility of Tommy End coming to AEW with Zelina Vega in the mix. I just won't be surprised if Zelina shows up. That doesn't mean they're going to repair her with with Al, um, Andrade. It just means that there's a, there's the potential's there. It's in the background. There's that there's that potential, and and, and yeah. I don't know if it's good for business. You know, I don't know if this starts turning into nepotism. I don't know what you start looking at, but it, nonetheless, Alistair Black was one of those guys for me for a while. That was like you need to put him in more matches with uh, um, Bray Wyatt. And the fiend. Mm-hmm. These two guys need to be in matches with each other because that's what's going to help build those characters. Because if they're wrestling each other in those dark matches yeah. with their dark characters, this builds more credibility about the darkness that they are, and that puts them over. These things never happen. They never materialize. They kept putting Bray in these stupid ass matches, and they and 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 they keep forgetting that Alistair was even there. You know, and. AEW, I think, could really utilize somebody with that dark character under the the hat of being the Dark Order. Could you imagine Aleister Black's character being the new leader of the Dark Order? And Brody Lee, I'm sure, will be respected. I'm sure AEW will find a way Mm -hmm. to do it. But Aleister Black is a good, good stand-in for Brody Lee as Tommy Ian, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So Zelina Vega being married, we could, we could. So I'm just throwing that out. There's that possibility that because of Alistair, that Zelina will come falling. That doesn't mean it is going to happen. We, you know, maybe. Well, I mean, there's cases on both sides, Chadwick. We've got. You look at. Um, <clears throat> oh motherfucker! Current NWA champion. We love this guy. Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Thank you, saving me there. Pull me. We're life raft. No, we're, we're uh, both you see each Nick other Al- out of the water constantly, so it's all good. You see Nick Aldis over there carrying the 10 pounds of gold, but Mickey James has never showed up in NWA. No, no. Uh, so th- there's cases either way, and, and quite honestly, think about it like any other job. I don't know that I would want to work with my wife. Love her to death. God bless. I don't know if I'd ever want to work Mickey with her. James would be a high, so, high, 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 high mark for AEW, though. Well, and think about these egos, though. Think about these egos you're dealing with in wrestling, and all of them have a fucking ego. The bottom line is if you don't have an ego, you're never going to be a champion. You're never going to get over. So you have to have one. And now let's say Aleister Black is your current NWA champion. God dang, man. Nick Aldis is your current NWA champion. Mickey James walks in and all of a sudden she's more over. Yeah, that's going to bruise your ego a little bit. So maybe the same thing. I don't I I would love to see. Do you get back to your original uh, comment? I'd love to see Aleister Black show up. What did you say his indie name was again? Tommy Yen. Tommy Yen. Yen. E-N-D, yeah. I'd like to see his E-N-D, type of Tommy character Yen. again okay. in AEW, but with the Dark Order. He would just fit that. Well, he's, he's got that uh, streets, that street um, hard style that they do over in England, right? Correct. Yeah. He would just. Yeah, I could see that. He could just fit right in with the Dark Order and just, he would just gel. He would jive with all those guys. 
you know, with Johnny Hungy in the background. You can see that with guys. the same get up. Number 10. Yeah, I can see it. The, the, this would but be here's a match the thing, though, and we, we've seen this a lot with the uh, with AEW, is you, you, these guys come in that may have had a serious role in uh, WWE, and they come in and start being funny. And I don't like that um, because it's tough for me to wrap my mind around it. So I, I needed Miro to look like Rusev. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I needed him to have maybe not look like Rusev in the whole g- gimmick, but to, but to be serious about what he's doing. Uh, that's what helped that character. The get line over. of Bulgaria. That character was awesome. Yeah. So exactly. So if you if you bring in Alistair Black and Tommy End, whatever, you bring him in, he's got to have that same dark uh, mysteriousness to him, or I'll, you know, I'll eat your fucking face kind of thing. Like I need to see that in him, that killer. Dude, I'm telling you, I loved his interest to the ring where he would just come and sit in the ring like, I don't give a fuck who's right there. And then right when the bell rings, I'm going to kill you. Even before I that. I loved that interest. Where he, yeah. he had like I the coffin it. that brought him up like he was being raised from the mm-hmm. dead and he'd come up. Oh, I, I loved, loved that. that thing. Yeah, and his I, forgot, music, I forgot all about that, but no, I loved it. His yeah. music was spot on. He had one of the best. Great entrance music. One of the best music in all WWE. Again, so there's I'm going to the say theme. it one more time. There's the theme. And I have to, Lee, and you got to let me say this. Adam Hangman Page has the best music of any wrestler in all of wrestling period. But Agreed. Alistair Black, damn near in the running, man. That was a good song. It's it's definitely a top five. It, it, if you're talking wrestling music uh, theme entrances in the last five, six years, absolutely he's on that docket. Um, you know, but that's kind of the theme is you've got guys that WWE has poured investment to into. In the last few years, um, with their gimmicks, with getting them over, think about those those vignettes that Aleister Black was having, where he would just be stalking Finn Balor. That was some awesome shit. It was Braun Braun Strowman, man. He couldn't he couldn't say get these hands enough in a promo. They were selling T-shirts to every little kid they could find. They won't How did they just that release anymore, that? But yeah. So I mean they're telling they're telling us that there's no way they can take and use these talents anymore. They've hit the they've hit the end of the line. So where do they go now? Man, what know. do you do with guys like Samoa Joe as a free agent? Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, you know, Buddy Murphy, hell, the guy's got a lot of talent. He could be considering the running for somebody that you would want on your roster, AEW or not. So what does AEW yeah. do? You know, they can't take all of these guys. There's no fucking way. You, you know, and Roman Reigns put over uh, Buddy Murphy, too. He spent time with that Seth guy Rollins. and made him look like a million bucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, Seth Rollins yeah. made him look like a million bucks. I I, I loved the Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy stuff. And when he started coming out, I, just, I was really into it. A lot of young, good talents coming out. That's the point here. Um, can They can't all be swooped up, though, right? Nope. It can't happen. Um, I guess, you know what? I guess we're kind of wrong there because... AEW puts these guys on 1099 contractor contracts. So they could come in for a run. Uh, would they be full-time on the roster? I, I kind of doubt it. But they, I guess they could come in for a run and then and then go do business with, you know, New Japan or, um, you know, whatever it is. But <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't think AEW can swoop up all these guys on a permanent basis. Even with two shows. Well, there you go. I don't know. Shit. Now I'm, now I'm talking myself out of it. Fuck. They got two shows now. In August, they're going to have Rampage debuting on Friday nights to compete with SmackDown. Maybe you bring all these guys in, and and you you know you don't make an A and a B show, you make an A one and A two show. Well, so think about that. They let go of Braun Strowman WWE. 
And AEW is mm-hmm. putting all their cards on the table saying, we're going after SmackDown now. And we're going to do it on TBS because we know that more TBS is more accessible. More people watch TBS. So and they're going TBS right after. TBS and wrestling go together like peanut butter and jelly. They're going right after him. And you got Braun Strowman hanging out out there just not doing shit. And you don't think Tony Khan's not considering his, his options here? I mean, if I were Tony, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm about to go Friday nights. And I got Braun Strowman sitting out there on a free agency. And after 90 days... That man's free for me to come take him up. And by the time his 90 days is up, that's about when we're looking at TBS and, and the new show. It would not surprise me you hear, right right on the first night, man. <laughs> Friday night. Can we talk about some women, though, yeah. real quick? What about Ruby Wright? What's your feelings about her? Another talent that honestly should have never left NXT. Uh, oh, but God, how do you, how so do you not? in NXT. Yep. How do you not? How do you not take it? How do you not take the opportunity? I get it. Uh, should have never left NXT. Got drowned out on the main roster. I know we're not supposed to call it that anymore, but that's what it is. Um, it there's sucks. certain talents, and and Finn Balor is one of them. There's certain talents that are bred and built for NXT, and she's one of those. Ruby Riot was one of those that that you're just built for that show. And I'm sorry, it's when when you get up on the Raw or SmackDown, it turns into little fluff, a little more cotton candy, right? Yep. Um, Sami Zayn is another one that I think um, if he went back to NXT, it would it would put him over the top because he's built for that. KO built for that, but the difference is they got over. Uh, yeah, they found they a did. way to get over. Um, you know, in spite of a lot of their. Sami Zayn during Creative. WrestleMania sold a shit You know, shit but those guys didn't have to, 100%, and they they didn't have to change their gimmicks a whole lot either. They they took what they had and were able to make it mold. So I think there's a little bit has to go on them there too, but um, I would I would actually like to see her in AEW because mm-hmm. AEW needs to take any female wrestler that WWE is releasing to include Lana um, and just swoop them up because their, their women's division now has the champion that everybody's going to get behind with Britt Baker. And she's gonna she's gonna need some adversaries, and Ruby Riot, yeah, I'd I'd pay that I'd buy that ticket, Ruby Riot Britt Baker, I'd buy it. 100%. And you know what I would like to see Ruby play, the same type of NXT character. You mm-hmm. so you know how Neville was in in WWE, and then he came over to AEW, and he yeah. kind of maintained that persona, the bastard, the bastard. Yep. I want to see old Ruby Riot from NXT, where she was like Neville or Pac. I want that. They need a female Pac, and Ruby Riot is your female Pac. She can come in there and be a mm-hmm. killer and be dominating and not be some joke. And I'm not taking anything away from Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan is awesome. But when they were tag team together and they didn't allow Ruby to continue to be Ruby, and it became the Riot Squad, it took away all of that momentum she had in NXT as a killer. I agree. And I she agree. turned into a, a, a sideshow, as a, as a joke, as, as something fun. You know, with her green hair and all that. I want Ruby Riot from NXT being the killer in the women's division. I want her to be the Pac equivalent in AEW. And AEW should swap her, you know, um, grab her up. And she could be that person that gives Britt Baker a run for her money. I don't know that you would put the belt on her right away. But to have a Pac type style character in the women's division gives that heel chicken shit that we know that Britt can do very, very well. We get Mm -hmm. to see more of that. You know, this, oh, shit, uh, I'm going to have to cheat to win to beat this girl. You know, more of that kind of shit. And that would be fantastic. That's what we want out of our heel. And Ruby will put Britt over as your as your heel champion to the moon. She'll do it. So 
That's my feelings about Ruby Riot. Well, let's not forget Britt Baker is is starting to make her gold mine off of a little bit of color. Uh, yeah. Her new T-shirt, her new championship T-shirt, that has the championship bleeding. So this woman has made more money at this point off a little color than I think she's competing with Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair of eighty the late eighties at this point. She sold it. Um, she made it believable. Yeah, she sold it at hundred percent. So. You know, I, I don't know if she's going to be able to slip into that chicken shit heel like we saw before, which I'm fine with. I I, I want to see her be the badass champion and take on all comers. Maybe, maybe this is time for her to go face, uh, but more of a character face like a like a Stone Cold style. I could see that John very Moxley. easily from her. Yep, John Moxley. It works in AEW. These smart marks to include us, we like it. Um, you know. But if we're going to have Ruby Riot, then that's the one that is not afraid to get color. You can't, if you're going to swoop up Lana, you can't put her against the champion. Because Lana's not going to go out there and get it. No. Um, it's got to be somebody like a Ruby Riot that, that is sold out to this business and uh, wants to get wants to, wants to to have some legitimacy and make people think, uh, you know, that the WWE. That there, in the, in the, I know I'm bouncing, but here we go. That is what all of these people have in common you just cut an entire roster from the wwe that have a lot of meat on the bones and they are ready to prove you wrong wwe so whoever picks them up just let them go out the first night on the mic don't tell them what to do other than are you pissed good show it Braun that's it Strowman, that's all they got to do Jesus, I, I, that's all they got to do. We could have spent the is tell Braun, hey, did you, Braun, did you Braun. did you like being looked at as a fucking pussy that you know couldn't stand up for yourself? Did you enjoy that character? Well, fuck no, I didn't. Okay, well, go on the mic and tell us how you didn't like that. Right. You know, I mean, just let them get it out and then put them. Every one of them need to go. Their first match needs to be a fucking blood feud with anybody that's X WWE and just and just just kick ass. That that's money right there. And that's what I'm saying is we're not talking about one or two people. We're talking about a group of people that still have a lot left to give. So, another point I want to bring up. I was thinking about the the mid nineties, when you started seeing a lot of guys jumping from WWF to, to WCW and they were really tricky about it. Right. So Lex Luger just kind of let his contract end. And then literally the next night he showed up on Monday night nitro in, uh, in Minneapolis at the, the mall of America. Uh, let's see, Kevin Nash, same thing. Scott Hall, same, same thing. thing. They all did that, and they created this element of surprise. Do you think it's possible that right now, whether Triple H wants to admit it or not, it sounds like he doesn't want to admit it, they're in the middle of a ratings war with a new company. Do you think they're playing to that now? Like, well, we're not going to let that happen again. We're not going to let you surprise them again. So we're just going to let you know who we're cutting. We're going to put that out on social media. You're going to know they're gone, so it takes away from the surprise of them coming. I was really surprised when Mark Henry showed up because I'm an avid fan of Busted Open. I and I, I honestly prefer to listen on Fridays and Saturdays to hear Mark Henry. I like him. I like his commentary the best. Um, 
And there was no mention of it. In fact, Mark Henry is more interesting talking about everyday life than he is wrestling at this point because he's just he's an interesting guy to listen to. So he's made no mention about wanting to get back into the business at any capacity, let alone wrestling. You know AEW is going to get him in the ring at some point. He's in the best shape of his life. Um, no mention of it at all. That surprised me. Surprised me to see Mark Henry. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me, rather, when I saw Andrade. It was almost that feeling of, yep, I was waiting when that was going to happen. It was a both like you were surprised because you didn't want it to happen, but then you realized, yeah, the, yeah, we expected that. Yeah, it was it was definitely that. It was like, well, I saw that coming, but uh, well, you know, I'll be optimistic. We'll see what happens. That and that's how a lot of these. Boy, I'm trying to think of 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 the surprise yet that AEW's had that I completely pop for. I'm trying to think. Sting was no surprise. Mm. That was all over social media. Somehow that got out. Sting didn't surprise me. Um, Christian Cage surprised me, but it wasn't a good surprise. I just it, it and the reason is it's I put so much hope in TNA. I wanted TNA to work so badly, and they had all these guys. So when I start seeing them showing up now in AEW in whatever capacity it is, um, it's like oh fuck. Is this just happening again? Please, God, don't let this history happen repeat. Don't get itself. me excited. Yeah, don't don't get me all excited for this. And I don't think AEW is going down that road. I can in help 100% you with that. Capacity. I can help you. Go ahead, please. I, I I feel like talent is talent. You know, that's like LeBron going from the Heat to the Lakers. You know, it's still LeBron James, right? And as much as the Cleveland fans hate him leaving and going to to LA, the LA fans are picking him up and, and loving it. You, you got to look at it. It isn't so much about the the talent leaving. It's how the creative treats them, right? So they're going to AEW, which has a really good creative team. I think AEW is doing things creative-wise that far exceed anything WWE is doing right now. WWE is just being a fucking cartoon. AEW, yes, they have funny moments with the Dark Order and stuff. But the Dark Order needed that because Brody Lee left. And they needed to do something to create laughs. To build... They, they needed these guys to get over, period. And how else can you do that through comedy? That's how Orange Cassidy got over. So they're doing the same with the Dark Order. So if they can treat the new, the talent coming out of WWE and AEW and they do it creatively well, it's no different than your favorite baseball player, football player, basketball player going to another team if they're winning championships for that other team because that means the coaching there is a little better or the, other, the teammates around them make them better. You know, as much as I hate to see Nolan Arenado leave the Rockies and go to Cardinals, he plays baseball better in St. Louis than he did in Colorado. He has a better supporting cast. He's got a better coach. Yeah, Everything works. So as much as I hate that, as much as I hated seeing him go, I'm happy for him because he deserved that. He's a good ball player, and he deserved to have something like that happen. Samoa Joe is a good example of Nolan Arenado. Mistreated wrestler that needs to go somewhere where creative will take care of him. Of everybody that's on here besides Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe needs needs to have a promotion that will treat him with respect. I feel like AEW can do that, but if it's not and it's TNA and he goes home, I call it home. That's where he came from for me. That's where I learned about Samoa Joe was through TNA and Impact. If he goes yeah. back to Impact, I will pop for that too. In fact, you might find yourself talking more Impact because I'll watch it more often because Samoa Joe's there. So. Wherever he goes, he needs the respect he deserves because WWE mistreated that man. He, he deserved more, and he got treated like shit. And uh, 
that's how I look at that. Do you think he? Do you think he was? Uh, it's going to be like a Macho Man thing where he was forced in the booth. Yeah, and now he's gonna he's gonna get a chance oh, yeah. to be back in You've the ring. This. It's gonna be the best like five years of his career kind of thing, right? And I basically just worded it differently than you. You've said this in the past. You said it. I don't care where talent goes as long as they're treated well, as long as the creative does it well. I don't want to sure. see this Miro sure. bullshit. Miro is an example of what you don't do creatively with a wrestler. Okay, because Miro did better in WWE because creatively they found something that worked for him. In AEW, they haven't yet. They're getting there. Yeah. I think they're getting there. I think they're finally realizing he needs to be the 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 lion of Bulgaria, the the whatever they were calling him in WWE. They're starting to go in that direction. However, because of all the other bullshit that happened, we're not over yet. He needs more. He needs to do more yeah. to prove to us. Samoa Joe, you can't do that to this guy. You can't have him come in and be some video game player that turns into a fucking killer. He needs to be a killer as soon as he hits the door, and that's. And then you won't care that he came from WWE. You won't even care where he's going next. You'll just care how it is happening right then and there. And honestly, I popped for Miro when he showed up on AEW, but I have not popped since the day he showed up because it's been bullshit since. And that's an example of what you don't do. So don't do. So if AEW is listening, don't do to these guys. If you pick them up, what you did to Miro, do the opposite and you'll be fine. Yeah. Bring him in with a splash, you know, and, and, and as you're sitting there talking, I just think that, at some point, I don't know. It kind of seems like at some point AEW is going to have to abandon some of their their ground they stand on because one of the things they really value, and I don't blame them for this, but one of the things they really value is that when you come into this company, you have to earn your stripes. You have to earn your title opportunities. And wins and losses matter. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But we've said it on this show. What is the name? Who's the guy? Is it Braun Strowman? that can come in, make the pop, splash them all, and say, I want the title, Kenny Omega, and gets the title shot. Who's that guy? Because there's going to be somebody, right? There's gonna. We said it before when we were talking about Brock Lesnar. You're not going to make Brock Lesnar earn his fucking way to the AEW title shot. You're going to give it to give him the first, you're going to give him his first title shot on night one. Yep. So eventually... Yeah, eventually AEW is going to have to kind of think about that because honestly, there's really if you have a Braun Strowman, you have to go the opposite of way to, of WWE did because it didn't work hundred percent. So you've got to bring him in as that killer badass that's just going to walk in, destroy you, kind of like what they were wanting to do with the Murder Hawk uh, when they had when they paired him with Jake Roberts. It was kind of like that Lance Archer thing when they brought him in. I really thought that they were going to bring him in and make him a fucking assassin. That he was just going to tell people what he's going to do. Now he's, you know, you fast forward a year later. Ugh, fuck. Murderhawk's kind of a baby face. Honestly, <laughs> he's kind of a baby face. Like, it's kind of weird seeing Jake Roberts with him at this point. Because uh doesn't work. Jake Roberts. Yeah, it doesn't really work. It doesn't really work. So, you know, do you do the same thing? You know, at some point that has got to work. Uh, it's just who's it going to work with. So, you know, that's that's. That's to be seen. It's all about the creative, when are they gonna? Man. When are they gonna? And unfortunately, yeah. that manifests that way. You know, I think the murder hawk kind of it went in that direction kind of naturally, just because he is a baby face. He just has a heel. He like physically, he has a heel face, but personality wise, <laughs> physically you wanna you wanna hate the guy, right? Yeah. But personality wise, he is a baby face. Like the man is truly next to Brody Lee. My understanding, this is a good fucking guy. So it's almost yeah. like you he know is. his backstory, and you're like, I don't really want to root against him. He's awesome. But then you're like, well, you know, he looks like a killer, so do we make the guy a killer? It's it's a tough 
that's a very tough kind of person to, to, to create for for a character. That's hard. I don't know what you do with him. Uh, I, I like him. really it's hard. hard in this day and age because kayfabe is not a thing. If we kept value in that, then then it wouldn't be hard. But because we know everything now and, and nothing is, is sacred uh, behind the scenes. Well, the fact that I know that Stadium like, Stampede you know, was recorded over a three-day period. The fact that there was photos leaked of MJF and Jericho talking together on how they wanted to do things ruined yeah, it for me because yeah. MJF is the only one that was was still creating kayfabe. And those pictures kind of ruined it for me. I was like, fuck, he was doing such a good job creating kayfabe. And now mm-hmm. I see that him, he and Jericho are working together to create a story that kills it for me. We as fans don't, we should never see that. We shouldn't. Well, we've created our own monster, Chad. We all want to know what's behind the scenes and in the DVD when they, what was that? Like 2004, five, six, seven, when they, when the WWE started doing all those documentaries and it was like every month they were putting out a new DVD at Walmart. All of us were fucking buying them, bro. All oh, of us were. We couldn't get enough of that shit. We did this to ourselves. And and I, the only way to stop it now is you don't enjoy wrestling. You don't enjoy everything that the byproducts of wrestling, the, the busted opens, because that's where I kind of get ruined sometimes. Every now and then, literally, I just have to shut it off. I have to shut off busted open, not listen, because I don't want to hear what a great angle Jericho and MJF have come up with, because he said that on the fucking show. Sometimes I want them to go on there in a hot angle like this and just cut a promo. Right. Yeah. Just cut a promo. Absolutely. That's all I want to hear. And then when and then when Dave LaGreca or Buddy Bully Ray or or, or Mark Henry, any of them, when they start asking questions that aren't that are breaking kayfabe, you tell them to shut the fuck up and you hang up on them. Sometimes that's really what I want to hear because I still watch wrestling and I want to get caught up into it. That's why I watch it. AEW had that completely for me with Double or Nothing. There was a few things like we've talked about, but they totally caught me up to where I was that that teenage kid again, watching wrestling, getting caught up into the storylines. Yeah, that's what we want. So we did it to ourselves. We've done it to ourselves. And now we can't stop watching the shows on A&E and the dark side of the ring, which, by the way, I don't know if you're caught up on that, but the new one about Jake Roberts with his dad, Grizzly Smith, it's fucking insane. No wonder that whole family's fucked three ways to Sunday. Uh, you got to watch it. I'm going to have and, to do And that's that. for all of our fans, too. It's it's insane. Craziest one so far. But anyway, anyway, we've done this to ourselves. You're absolutely right. And I ha- and I wish I wish we hadn't because I feel like that's why the numbers are so low in wrestling now. That's why people aren't tuning in like they used to because they're all smart marks. They all they all think they know something now, so they don't watch because they're like, yeah, that's fake. And I know their kayfabe's dead, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, they all got too smart for it. you know. And, and the biggest thing is they can't ever look in the mirror and say whether I'm heel or whether I'm babyface. I'm just going to do me. This has been a Dogcast production.